I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, I speak with Sophie. And Sophie takes us through her pregnancy and birth stories. She talks through a chemical pregnancy, which was her first pregnancy, and then quickly falling pregnant again with her son Miller. She had cholestasis in this pregnancy, so she talks us a little bit through what that journey was like, and then into her birth experience with Miller, and a pretty quick and relatively easy postpartum period there. She then talks us through falling pregnant with her daughter, Violet, and unfortunately, Sophie miscarried this pregnancy at 18 weeks. So Sophie talks us through what that absolutely devastating experience was like for her and her family, and of course, giving birth um, and the postpartum recovery period for her with Violet. And then she talks us through the decision to try and fall pregnant again. Uh, It took them a little bit longer this time around to fall pregnant with Madden, but eventually they did, and she talks us through Madden's pregnancy. Again, she had cholestasis, so she talks us through how that was slightly different this time around, and then into Madden's birth story. So it's a really packed episode, but so many important things that Sophie covers, and if loss or miscarriage is a trigger warning for you, then maybe this isn't the episode for you, but Sophie does such a beautiful job of telling her story. And I'm really grateful that she was willing to share it with us on the podcast. So I hope that you enjoy it. Let's jump in. Hey, Sophie, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. No worries. Nice to finally be on here. I know. It feels like it's been a long time coming. I know. It's been been hard to track me down, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Um, I'm from Hamilton and I have two little boys and an angel baby called Violet. Um, My husband and I are self-employed. I am uh, officially a work at the hospital, but (laughs) currently on maternity leave. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys the first time around? Uh, So first time around, um, we were getting married in the November and I sort of, I think, got my marina taken out about June. Um, I think we sort of were like loosely try um, if it happened before the wedding, it happened and happened first time and we were like super stoked. Um, And so I think we sort of found out about Monday and then by the Wednesday, I think I started bleeding. And then, um, yeah, so it's obviously like a chemical pregnancy or something. I'm not quite sure of the terminology or – 
so yeah and then I think the next week we just sort of you know took a little bit to get over and then I think the next week was like okay well you know we'll carry on trying and then we found out the week after our wedding that we were expecting our first baby so that was slightly nerve-wracking um just to sort of get through Awesome. And do you want to take us through any pregnancy symptoms that you had in this pregnancy? So what was your first trimester like and how were you feeling? Um, I think with the first trimester for Millet, uh, I was tired and a little bit nauseous, but nothing too crazy. I'm one of those lucky ones that enjoys (laughs) being pregnant and doesn't have anything too too major yeah Yeah. so no I'm pretty lucky yeah cool and were you with a midwife for your care um I was I was with a midwife um but I did try swap uh, about midway I just sort of felt some of the comments were a bit um yeah like just sort of you you sort of the gelling side of things I sort of wondered whether and then but then I couldn't falter because we saw every four weeks at four weeks we went over stuff and it was quite good um and then sort of at the birth I think I was like oh like I don't really gel with you so have used a different one for each of my pregnancies <laughs> yeah fair enough and what was the sort of rest of your pregnancy experience like after your first trimester did you do all of the standard testing that's offered in New Zealand and did you find out the sex of your baby uh yes uh yeah, we did all the testing we did find out the sex but um I we've picked each baby um each what it's going to be from the start so as soon as I bring really? it, like boy yeah so I was sort of hoping with the third one that I'd that I would be oh hoping I was going to be wrong but I obviously was right again <laughs> um but yeah so we but we did find out uh with Miller um and did all the testing and everything was pretty straightforward I was very lucky didn't really show anything um for a long time which I thought was going to be like really odd uh, which yeah. was really odd because I thought I was going to put on heaps of weight but <laughs> I was pretty lucky yeah Fortunately. yeah yeah cool and did you do any antenatal classes or birth education or anything like that before your birth uh for miller we just did a day like antenatal um like class i was working shift work and yeah so it was a bit hard to like coordinate getting to one so yeah so we just did like smash it out in one day yeah um it was like it was good to sort of get it done and sort of have an overview but like everyone says it sort of needs to be something of like after the baby's born mm. not before <laughs> and then also it was a bit hard to like make friends but I kind of hunted a few down that I saw on, <laughs> saw on the thing I, like once we'd had our babies and I was like oh do you remember me so we've yeah. become good friends <laughs> yeah cool nice and did you have much of um a plan around your birth so thoughts on how you wanted it to go or um, um where did you want to give birth everything like that uh, well, I think, well, I think the parents were like, oh, hospital, but we were kind of, and the midwife was very like, oh, birth center, birth center. Um, and so I think we kind of were, you know, swaying towards birth center, uh, if everything went right. And I, but I actually remember talking to a friend a couple of weeks beforehand and she was saying about how she got this thing called cholestasis and Right, right, and then I and then I sort of was like, oh, but I'm itchy. So anyway, we got induced. So we didn't really get an option with hospital birth centre. It was the hospital. Yeah, and so did you have cholestasis? Uh, yes, I tested a couple of weeks prior to like getting diagnosed with mm. it, and it came back like quite low. But I was like, oh, that's weird. Waited a couple of weeks and thought, oh, no, I'm still like really itchy. Got tested again, and I was like, um, the 
the bile salts were high. So we got, um, yeah, induced the week later. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. And was the main symptom for that for you just being really itchy? Yeah, the hands and feet. I kind of get like an all over itch as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, which I'll talk about in the third one. Which yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so hands, feet. Yeah, itchy. Yeah, horrible. okay. <laughs> Does sound horrible. And yeah. um, do you want to take us through your induction then? So, how far along were you? Um, how were you induced? And yeah, I guess the start of your labour and birth story. So I was induced. I think about thirty-eight and. I'm pretty sure and we um, had a date up at the hospital I went up there and fortunately for me it was the nurses strike day so there was no one in the hospital Mm. so it was like quiet as which at first I was thinking oh no it's gonna be hard you know to get any through the system and stuff but yeah right um uh, if you know me, uh, we like to renovate and we were doing our house renovation. So we <laughs> sort of popped up to the hospital bright and early whenever we had to be there. And then I got the tape put in about 10 and my husband came home, home to work on the house because uh, I said, oh, there's no point in you just sitting up here. Um, and then sort of mid-afternoon, I was sort of thinking, oh, man, like this is a bit weird. Things are getting a bit, like, um, bit sore. I um, wonder if it is you know, something happening, so pushed me a little buzzer. Um, and I said to the wife, oh, like things, she said, oh, I'll put you on the CTG. And sure enough, it showed me contracting. And so she went away. And then I was texting the husband saying, oh, I think like things are happening. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll come up. I'll just grab some like Subway for dinner on the way. So I was like, okay, okay. Like trying not to stress him out <laughs> to be like, can you just hurry up? Yeah. And then at five, my waters broke. And um, I was texting him, oh, my water's broke. And he said he was, like, crossing the road to get Subway and saw that. So he, like, ditched the Subway, which he probably in hindsight should have got, <laughs> and um, came up. And so, yeah, so – and at 5 – uh, then at 5 o'clock and then it's – and then things were just, like, heart – that his heart rate was, like, 2 220. Um, by 7 o'clock, I was, like, 5 centimetres dilated. So it went from, like, 0 to 100 mm-hmm. really fast. Um, and then – so we – went down to delivery suite um, and they were sort of prepping for C-section and stuff. And I was like, oh, like I don't want a C-section, just, you know, want to battle it out and stuff. I actually found it really uncomfortable, which I've obviously noticed is maybe like my body shape or type um, is that I find it hard to get comfortable like sitting or lying. So I have to stand. Um, And so I remember not sitting down and when they first induced you with the tape it was um oh you know stay active go walk the stairs so from 10 o'clock I think in the morning I was on my feet you know trying to go through the contractions which were just coming hard and fast and then I got down to delivery suite and then they gave me some stuff to you know relax everything and it kind of like killed off my contractions, but I still couldn't get comfortable lying down or sitting mm. or anything. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I battled that out. And I think about three o'clock in the morning, I was like, oh, I've got to have some pain relief. And I was also talking to that same friend and she said about asking for Remy fentanyl. And I, and this, um, I had sort of a midwife overnight and she was a bit like, oh, do you want an epidural? And I said, oh, no, like working in the hospital system, I just sort of hear things and see things. And I thought I didn't want to have it and have the negative side effects. Like I'm not against them, but I couldn't think of anything worse than like mm-hmm. having it and then being vomiting or I, I'm not really sure um, 
what else sort of comes with it. And yeah, so I just sort of thought, oh, I didn't really want to, you know, imagine having that and, you know, trying to give birth and deal with other things. So I said, oh, I'll have the Remy fentanyl. And that was a godsend. So I was able to lie down, get a bit comfortable. And then I think about eight o'clock, I was about eight centimeters dilated. And then by 10 o'clock, I was 10 centimeters. So I was ready to push. And I pushed for two and a half hours mm. in between, like, the reg coming back and checking on me. And then they're like, oh, like, I was exhausted. I just yeah. was, yeah, extremely exhausted because I hadn't sat down from, like, 10 o'clock in the morning till 3 mm. o'clock in the morning. So that's pretty intense. Um, and then, yeah, I had to have the Vontus on old mate's head to pull him out. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was hard because I had to have a lot of um, – examinations yeah time you know a couple of catheters put in and they put us um the fetal scalp electrode on his head and yeah I just remember it being quite invasive and yeah that was hard and it was yeah a long it was a a long time so Mm. I was glad when he finally came out yeah yeah and so did you need um stitches from your birth um I yes I had an episiotomy um so yes I had a couple in there and I remember that being really really painful Mm -hmm. I um the doctor had put the local in and um and it was fine and then I felt it and I was just screaming Mm -hmm. and I didn't scream and you know I didn't swear once the whole you know whole labor and birth (laughs) which was very surprising um and then I, yeah, and I remember this and I was like, oh, like, you know, and she, she, my husband said she tried to, um, like test me being like, oh, can you feel this needle? And I was like, yes, yes. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you know, she'd taken it off and I was like, no. And she said, oh, like she can still feel it. And I was like, yeah, I can. So that was a bit horrible. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was probably worse part, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and so did they pop Miller up onto your chest and what sort of happened from there? Yeah, they did um, pop him up on my chest. Um, that was cool. And then I remember my midwife trying to milk my boob. And I'm not a very touchy, like, fairly person. And, um, yeah, I, I just – it was too much. I was exhausted. Yeah. Just leave me alone. But it's really hard to say, can you leave me alone without sounding really rude? <laughs> so I was kind of, like, trying to – brush her off a little bit and I think she kind of got the point of like mm. yeah um yeah so he yeah he was up on on there with me and I just remember lying there for four hours straight being like everything was so tender and I thought mm-hmm. I'm never ever moving from this position my legs were still like bent um and I thought oh like there's I'm never moving and my in-laws were coming up and the and the um nurse and the midwife was like, oh, like, do you want to have a shower? And I was thinking, no way, never. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, okay, like, just got to do it. So I got up. And then from then I was sweet. I was yeah. yeah, so it was great. Yeah, awesome, cool. And how long did you spend in the hospital? Well, we technically had to stay in the hospital because they said I had, like, a major blood loss. Um, but they were using, like, a lot of fluid cleaning down there. And obviously your water's breaking and things. So I knew myself that I hadn't lost. I think they had said, like, two litres or something. Mm. And I said, like, there's no way. But anyway, I had to go up to the ward before I could be cleared. And, like, you work in the hospital, you have your little um, – <laughs> have have uh, some contacts so our radiology registrar rang um the obstetric one and was like oh she wants to go home <laughs> um yeah but it, it was really sucky because um 
I was like, I'm not staying overnight. And then the visiting times finished. Uh, so husband had to come home. Luckily we live like two minutes from the hospital. So he had to come home and then about 12, yeah, the registrar was up just hanging out with me and I said, Oh, can you, um, can you call him? Can you, can you get us out of here? So he <laughs> rang him again and said, can you come and review her and like let her go and things. And so, yeah, so he popped up. So then I had to call the husband back at like two, <laughs> oh, 12, 30. Yeah. He came back up at, yeah, at 12 30. And then we went to the birth center. Well, I think by the time we got there, um, Miller had done his first poo and stuff before we left the hospital. So that was, you know, full change of clothes and everything. And yeah. so then, yeah, we got to the birth center about two thirty, I think it was. Yeah. Nice. And how long did you spend there? Uh, we spent two nights, uh, two, yeah. two full nights and that little, you know, from 2.30 in the yeah, morning cool. that first night. We're really lucky, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Nice. And how did you find going home? Obviously, you've got this new baby that's that's with you. And, um, yeah, how did you find your recovery and adjusting to life as a mum? And what were those first couple of weeks like? Oh, totally fine. Honestly, I I don't I don't know. I mean, our house was an absolute state. So <laughs> one thing I look back on, I'm like, how on earth did I bring this newborn home <laughs> to this and and you know this fireplace that we were just burning whatever in, and we'd it was we didn't really have much heating, so we would like bath him in front of the fire with like <laughs> the door open and stuff. Don't worry, he was safe. But um, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah I just took to it really really yeah. well um to be honest and I mean first one's great because you can sleep until whenever and yeah just pot around and it was like I mean I had him in July but it was still nice weather I could go for walks I used to take him out all the time I think we were I think I had him on the Friday and then I had an appointment at the hospital for something else that I didn't cancel and I think that was on the Monday or Tuesday so I popped back up there and had him, <laughs> took him to Kmart and things so yeah I I didn't have any problems as well I just did great which yeah. is very lucky. Awesome cool and what about your physical recovery from your stitches and sort of um, birth how did you find that? Oh, easy again yeah, yeah. I was really really lucky. Nice. I, yeah I definitely <laughs> took that for granted. <laughs> yeah yeah cool awesome and do you want to take us through um I guess did you decide to try and fall pregnant again or what was the process like of um your next pregnancy so we would like a couple of babies uh and so we thought oh well you know well we wanted a bit of a smaller gap in between um in between the babies so I think I had one period and then got pregnant straight away so I was like well that was cool um and yeah we're like oh heck and everything about this one was it was quite cool because we thought we'd like one due like sort of end of the year rather than into the new year yeah and fortunately um yeah like this baby was going to be due in December so you know and like a summer baby and then yeah so happened super quick and that was great and how old was Miller at that stage uh I think he was about eight uh eight months yeah 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 awesome and did you decide to go with a midwife for this um pregnancy as well yes so 
I had a recommendation from um, quite a few people and a really close friend um, about this midwife and I thought oh, I'll try someone else and yeah. I'd actually like pre-booked it sounds a bit weird but <laughs> see kind of you know if you're trying or whatever and you want to space with you, you could say oh we're going to be trying and I thought well it happened really quickly the other time mm. so you know so I'd sort of said to her oh you know and I think there was I think I must have messaged her in January and said hey like looking at trying she said okay I'll keep your spot tried one month and then didn't happen and then next month obviously it did happen so I sort of had that space yeah um yeah so I used a different midwife with that this baby <laughs> yeah awesome and how did you um feel in this pregnancy was your first trimester much different to Miller's pregnancy um I was a lot I oh, yeah had a lot more like nausea and I would be like dry reaching a lot more a lot mm-hmm. more so I thought hmm you were slightly different to <laughs> uh to number one are yeah. you a girl um so I thought I was potentially having a girl well yeah gut instinct was like girl yeah. um but it was, yeah, the midwife that I changed to for this one, uh, she only saw you at like 10 weeks, 16 weeks, like 22 and 28, which, mm-hmm. yeah, so I only, yeah, I sort of saw her at 10 weeks and 16. So I didn't really like get to know her at yeah. all. Um, yeah. Yeah, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. Yeah, cool. And so did you do all of the standard testing that was offered to you this time around? Yes, we did had our 12-week, um, and unfortunately, I didn't quite get to my 20-week scan, um, but being at the hospital, I got to have a look at it a few times, um, you know, perks of the job, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's unofficially, but yeah, I did all the testing that I um, that I could up until the time. Cool, and do you want to talk us through what ended up happening in this pregnancy? Sure. So um, about 18 weeks, I was actually out for dinner and I came home and I was lying in bed and I said to my husband, oh, like, feel, feel the baby, like it's going crazy. Um, and it was like the first time I felt the kicks on the outside. Mm. Um, and I said to him, like, oh, you know, try to get a feel. And he didn't quite get a chance to feel um, this baby. And then I sort of over that weekend my husband and baby were really sick all the daycare bugs coming home um and I said oh let's get some fresh air so I remember walking along being like oh come on baby like it's a bit weird baby hasn't moved and I sort of said to my husband oh doesn't feel like it's moving and he's you know typical male oh yeah or I'll just go have a look and when you go back to work and so I waited till the Tuesday and I was thinking man I'm sure I haven't felt anything and I got to the Tuesday and I said to her workmate oh I haven't felt anything and she said oh like just pop around and you know get them to have a look and I thought oh okay like yeah 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 maybe I will and things I popped around and none of the girls are friends and so I thought I'll go home I'll, I'll go back to work and I was leaving early that day anyway so I thought I'll just pop back beforehand and I said oh can I um can you guys have a look and she said oh yep come back in like half an hour and I said oh perfect timing I'll take my bags anyway and just go on my way out and I remember sitting there thinking to myself oh it's just probably in my head like I just thought oh you know it's just in my head there's there's nothing wrong like you know we're just overreacting and things and yeah and then I um went and hopped on the table and I remember the sonographer scanning and I don't do ultrasound and I remember um her scanning fast and you know babies are quite hard to like look at when they're you know you're getting scanned so I was thinking oh okay maybe I am just you know overthinking it and there's nothing wrong 
And then she went up to the heart and I remember nothing happening. And I said, oh, there's no heartbeaters there. And she said, oh, like, doesn't look like it. And I said, oh, I know. Like, I, you know, I just knew. I knew mm. even though I was telling myself, oh, you know, you are just like, you know, it's in, just in your head. But yeah, like deep down that, that instinct. Um, yeah, so so she, so she got um, uh, the unit charge to come have a look. And, yeah, she confirmed obviously there was no heartbeat anymore. And then they just, um, fortunately, I got to just have my official s- scan then. Um, yeah, so obviously from what it showed, baby had died, obviously, yeah. when I last felt um, the last movements. Yeah, yeah. And so did you stay in the hospital and your husband came up or what sort of happened from there? Um, well, I uh, the unit charge uh, went and got my my boss and so she came around yeah. um, and so she was obviously aware of what had happened and then I had to make the hardest phone call um, mm. to my husband uh, who was at home sick as well still sick from the day hair bugs um, and our, at that time um, on, a, on a Tuesday uh, one of the mothers would look after our son so she was at home with him mm. and had to ring him and tell him that there was no baby anymore so that was, um, yeah, that was hard. Yeah. Oh, God, my heart yeah. just breaks for you. Uh, yeah, it was, it was that probably like, um, with the loss, I think the hardest thing is telling someone yeah. that, like, how do you, how do you say it? Yeah. You know? It's like the hardest thing to, yeah, to say and things. So, um, so I rang him, let him know, um, and drove home and I rang my, my mum and my sister, um, and then, yeah, got home and obviously he was, he was there um, with my mother-in-law. Mm. Yeah, so, but you just, like, come home and you're like, well, like, what do you, what do? You do? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, yeah. So, yeah, that was, um, that was the first part of the journey, I guess. Yeah, and I guess um, after you've told him and, and you've gone home, does your midwife make contact with you or, um, yeah, what sort of happens from there? Well, I rang, um, I had rung, I'd actually text my midwife um, on the morning of, on the Tuesday morning and said, yeah. Hey, like haven't felt movements. I know it's normal to not feel them this, you know, consistent this early on, but I felt them every day from like 15 weeks. Um, it just doesn't feel right. And she said, Oh, okay. Like it can be normal, but I can check you the next morning, Wednesday mm-hmm. morning um, at nine o'clock. And I was like, Oh, well, like obviously I'll just go get a scan because I can. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, Oh, that's fine. And then um, I, in the meantime, so maybe I think maybe when I was still getting scanned, they must have rung her to let her know. So then oh, yeah. I rang her as I was walking out of um out of hospital, and she said, "Oh, like I just can't believe it. Like I didn't um I didn't even think any. You know, I just thought it was going to be fine. Um, yeah. and to be honest, it's probably like the last phone call I had from her. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was like pretty disappointing. Yeah, that is pretty um, disappointing. Yeah, so yeah, that's a, that's another story. Mm. Yeah, and so um, I guess like I don't have, and probably a lot of other people listening don't have much of an understanding of what happens from there. So, are you you obviously have to give birth? Um, so, do you get induced, or or what happens next? Yeah, so um, so it was really kind of like annoying I guess I had that scan obviously straight away had yeah. the report done straight away um and I on that phone call to the midwife I said she said I'm heading to the office now I'll fax that through to the hospital 
Um, and then I had, um, so I got home and I was just waiting because I thought, oh, surely they're going to, you know, mm. bring me quite soon. Stuff like this, you know, gets dealt with quite quickly. Yeah. So I, uh, I came home and I was um, just sitting at home and I actually had a, had another phone call from a, like a, our tenant had moved out like a year earlier. Um, and we found out afterwards that they'd smoked pee in the house and mm-hmm. never had heard from him again. And the, this day that I had this horrible news, he rung again asking for a reference. <laughs> so I thought it was the hospital ringing and I was thinking, oh, God. oh, you know, and then I just had to laugh because it was just, you know, wow, you know, of all the timing. But yeah. anyway, so she didn't, um, so I didn't hear from her, but I was thinking, okay, she's at the office faxing through, didn't hear anything spent all night you know thinking oh what's going on mm. and then the next day I text and I said oh you know like what's the go and she said oh I haven't had the report through so I was a bit annoyed that mm. she said she was going to the office to fax it through but then didn't follow up with me so then I had to get my boss in a different department to go to the ultrasound department and to get them to refax it when they said that they had sent it right um yeah so that wasn't great so I was sort of having to do the running around for mm. that um and then I was heading out. Um, timing wasn't great. It was our son's like first coming up to his first birthday, yeah. um, and I was heading out to like a little space party. Um, I'm not sure if all centres have space, but it was like that little um, you know baby group. Yeah. And uh, we were heading out and things. And on the way there, I got a phone call from the hospital saying, "Oh, hey, like, um, can you come in tomorrow and things?" And I was like you just in a real weird frame of yeah. mind and I was like oh like can I can I come in now like you just I just want it dealt yeah. well, not dealt with but I just yeah, want to yeah. find out the unknown is the hot, most horrible thing mm. um so I um so they luckily they talked to some higher up and they said oh yeah, yeah like come on in and things so anyway I went on and um and I yeah dropped dropped the baby off and um went up and I had a chat with the um, nurses, I think my husband managed to meet me up there. Yeah, we had a bit of a chat of like, you know, the process, what happens and and so it was decided that I would go back on, I think this was the Wednesday. So um, our tricky thing was, it was our son's first birthday on the Saturday and we had a party mm. planned um, and obviously we didn't want this baby to come on his birthday yeah. and things, but then obviously the risk of leaving the baby in you, you know, infections and yeah. I can't quite remember what it's called, but you get all this bruising. And then they said, if you get the bruising, like come in ASAP, you know? Um, so we sort of tried to plan um, for the induction for the Sunday. Uh, so on the Friday I was to go in and have, um, Oh, I can't remember the first dose of the stuff was, but I was to tell, it was the stuff to, you know, tell my body that it's not pregnant anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I went and I just popped up on the Friday and I uh, took that, um, and then on the Saturday we had his party and that was a great distraction, but also quite hard to, yeah. you know, sort of when it was over, we thought I was really like nervous to think, oh, like what's next? Now no one again, like what's going to happen? Um, and yeah, sort of struggled to kind of get to sleep that night. And then on the Sunday we went up to the hospital to get induced. Um, and I think I'd worked it up in my head of like, oh, I just, I don't, I don't want to get in the car because I know when I go in the car, mm-hmm. I'll be going up to the hospital and, and that will be like it, you know, like, and obviously working up there, it was, you know, it was just not a nice feeling. Yeah. Uh, so, but I sort of woke up on the Sunday and I was like a little bit tense, but I was actually relatively okay. 
and we sort of drove up there. It was a little bit overcast um, outside and we yeah, just popped up um, and I had the best care. Uh, it was amazing. They just designate like one, I think if you're under 20 weeks, you're supposed to have a nurse uh, with the delivery. And if you're over 20 weeks, you had a midwife or um, so I was supposed to have a nurse, but there was no one on the ward that um, had dealt with doing these late terms sort of, well, not late term, but um, these miscarriages. So yeah. I had this lovely, lovely, lovely um, midwife do so the process with us and it's really cool they stay with you like you are the only patient all day yeah so they're just sitting like kind of in the background waiting and you know it was just we just closed the curtains um and it was just it was such a peaceful day um and they gave me um you get some i think this one is the misoprostol um mm-hmm. and i had they insert them inside you uh, for the first dose and then after a couple of hours um, if nothing's happened then they give you a second dose but you have that orally so I think I remember having two lots yeah so I had the the stuff internally and then I had the stuff orally uh, yeah. and I remember feeling like I was I had a temperature I was lying covered in my puffer jacket but you know, <laughs> yeah, things are great, but yeah, and so I just it was great because there was no pressure to you know be on you know all fours or yeah, on, yeah. on this way or do that way. It's just just go with the flow. And they'd said you know if you want pain relief, happy to give anything you want, you know. And I was like, oh well, just see how I go. Um, not really sure what to expect. Mm. Um, and I just remember just lying on my side, and it was so nice. And we had uh, booked in our birth photographer um, and she's a lovely friend and she um, obviously when I told her the news she was like I'll come and take the photos you know if you want photos mm-hmm. and things so I I remember lying there and I said oh like I think things are happening but um, it was quite cool like on this one because I got to feel sort of what labor you know how they say it the contractions like when they're down the download that you know you want them up the top like that balloon video (laughs) and I remember like being down low and then being painful and I was like no no I've got to breathe through them and you know so I kind of got to practice until they sort of got to the top and I said to my husband like shit this is really really painful um I might need to get some pain relief or something so I remember pushing the button for the new uh for the midwife I was like um can you just sort me out and she said okay like that's fine so she went off to go get some pain relief and I was like oh can't handle this anymore so I pushed the um so push the buzzer again she came back and as she walked in um my waters broke so that was great and then I had messaged my um birth photographer as well as saying when I first pushed the buzzer and she like walked in literally as you know like everyone walked in together and it was just like perfect timing so my waters broke um and I just remember lying on my side and there was like no pressure to you know get into a better position but I felt I think the pain was just the the pressure of the waters Mm. um and yeah so that was really really painful and then sort of once that happened I was like oh like that's fine but then my contractions kind of disappeared so that really sucked and I then um the midwife said to me like you know maybe if you just like move your leg a little a little bit or you know hop onto your back you you know things might happen and I just remember lying there like I just I don't want it to happen like I don't I don't want it to end um and then I then I thought like suck it up like you've you've got to you've got to do it you know like you're faced with this but you've just got to you just got to get through 
So I um I just popped on my back and yeah, did a few pushes and then my baby girl popped out. Um yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, and I guess um what sort of happens after that? Do they pop her up on your chest like um they did with Miller or what did you want to happen from there? I don't think we really had like a discussion. I think I just kinda like lay there and I thought, Oh, like it's done. It was still so painful. I mean I guess <laughs> I yeah. gave like 19 and three and, but I think I last felt her on like bang on 18 weeks. Yeah. 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 Would have been bang on 18 weeks. Um, but man, it was still so painful. <laughs> and um, I think she just kind of, yeah, I just was lying there thinking, okay, like I've done it. And then, yeah, I just sort of, they just um, pat her in like a little, um, little dish. And I just sort of, popped up and I just was sitting on the bed looking at her um and then I had to deliver the placenta and I remember that by that time you get other hands to come help yeah I remember one of them saying oh like you know at this gestation you know um there's a higher chance of retained products and because the placentas are smaller and and I sort of struggled to get it out and they sort of Mm. had to help pull it out as well and I said and I just I still re- I just remember that comment and I thought that's going to be me like I just know it's going to be me mm. and then they said oh no the placenta's all intact and I'm like okay that's like fine and then we just um just sat there with her um and yeah it was just like it was like a such a peaceful day I mean yeah. it was just I I don't even know if I really had any tears I just think I was just relieved that it it was over yeah. Um, yeah. and then so yeah the, our um lovely Cass from Capturing Life um she stayed with us and like took photos and you know stayed as long as you know we wanted her to um yeah. but then we um I wanted to get her x-rayed to see if there was any like bony abnormalities mm-hmm. um as part of the post-mortem process we opted for that um and so I took her down and took her pictures uh but that was also hard I work in a radiology department and so then that was quite awkward um because I had let my bosses know that I had lost her uh but it wasn't like public knowledge so then on the day I wanted to sort of arrange for someone in particular to you know do these pictures but we ended up doing it together which was really cool um and then I sent husband home for the day um yeah, to be with our son, just to give me like some time as well. Yeah. And they they sort of gave me the option of did I want to stay and or did I want to go home? And I thought I'll just I'll just stay. Um, so they bought her to me. They have like a little fridge I think on the ward that they sort of keep them in. Um, and they said any time you want her, like you know, just sing out. And so I think I kept mm-hmm. her um, for a little bit in the evening. Um, and yeah, I think that's when like reality hit a little bit. Um, knowing you know she was here and gone um and yeah and then so that yeah that was quite hard so I was sort of on the phone to the husband at the time yeah so I managed to get some sleep and then the next morning um the nurse on the ward said oh like did you want her again before they sent her up to Auckland to um to get her like the post-mortem done Mm -hmm. because that's where it's done and I said oh no it's okay like um she can you know just stay there and then I thought like this is gonna you know be one of my last chances and yeah so I got her back and just spent like some time with her 
Yeah. And that was nice. Um, yeah, so that was yeah, that was really nice before she got to be sent up to Auckland. And then, yeah, I had a quick discharge from the doctors and then my sister came to pick me up. So, yeah, yeah that was sort of her journey on the day. Yeah. And did you just go home um, from there and, um, I guess, recover from your birth and try to find some sense of... Um, I don't know. I don't know if you call it normality after that or yeah, what you call I it. Think, but... um, so I got home and, you know, just like, oh, okay, like what, what happens now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think before I gave birth to her, once I sort of knew she was gone, I was kind of like, it was, I couldn't touch my stomach and I yeah. thought like, you know, quite weird. And then afterwards you sort of think, oh, like it's gone, you know, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had to, so, that would have been Sunday, so I'd have got up Monday. Um, and then I think they sort of allow a couple of days from, um, you know, for the post-mortem. And I was at a um, friend's house. I'd taken my son to a friend's house, and they rang and said, oh, she's ready to be picked up from the morgue. Mm. So I um, I went and picked her up, and I remember the technician saying to me, um, he, like, just wanted to let me know, um, which I thought was really nice that, he said, he just said to me, he's like, I've worked up in the Auckland um, morgue and I just really wanted you to know that they take, like, the best care of these little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool to, like, just sort of have that, to know yeah. my little girl was looked after. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then on the Thursday I had planned for her to be cremated. Um, yeah, so I went and saw her again, which is – it's quite weird because, um, you know, when she was born, she looked fully formed and, you know, or just like a mini version. Yeah. And then when, by the time Thursday came around, I don't think I was expecting it, but she was very sunken in and mm. just looked so different. Yeah. And I sort of now in hindsight, I think, oh, like, should I have looked at her again mm. that one last time? But I did. And I'm, I think I'm glad I did. Um, we sort of had, we were going to have like, you know, um, the family over just to farewell her yeah. and stuff and see her if they wanted to. But then when obviously I saw her, I was like, I don't think I want anyone looking at her Yeah. Um, to have this vision in her head and their heads of like of her. So mm-hmm. uh, no one did, but then my dad really wanted to come and, you know, so he came to the funeral um, parlor, um, funeral home um with me and had a look and stuff and he said he was glad that he did have a look and just to you know a bit of a connection thing yeah, yeah which was really nice and then um we, we we actually went out and I think it was before they'd taken her out to get cremated so they told us that it was going to happen like 10 o'clock or something so um yeah we popped out to the we just sat outside on one of the benches and it was um really cool like actually as I was driving and I took a photo and um, there was like an orb thing, which yeah, it's quite quite weird. Yeah. Um, and then literally, like at the time that it was happening, I the, it was quite overcast and drizzly, and the like skies opened up, and it was mm-hmm. such a, like a it was such a warm feeling to think like oh you know she's up in the sky now, and then it was like sunny, and then it just kind of like clouded back over. It was it was so beautiful, like it yeah. was so so peaceful um and nice. So yeah, so that obviously was her journey um in life um, yeah 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 and how do you um or how did you recover from that I guess how do you and your little family um try to move forward and and what was like did anything really help you during that time 
Um, I was fortunate enough to be like so busy. I think yeah. like a part of me, I wish that I had put more time aside for for me. Yeah. Um, so nice, everyone wanting to keep me busy and and talking about it. Like I, I'm a real chatter, and I love. I've never, you know, not talked about it with yeah. anyone. Um, and yeah, so I would have everyone over and and when they you know wanted to come over and things to look after me so that was quite nice but then obviously having a one-year-old you don't have time to like sit in yeah you know grieve so I guess a lot of our grieving was done in the night times um tend to be more when I was in the shower you know got a chance to be like wow you know you do a lot of thinking in the shower and that was my chance to be like oh okay so this is you know everything was just perfect you know which should easy conception through like you know December and it was a girl not that we care what we have but you know it was quite nice to know that we had we were going to have one of each um and yeah so um I didn't really have anything um I guess on the midwife front was a bit Mm. disappointing I didn't when I was up at the hospital having my like you know pre-appointment and on the day they said oh have you heard from your midwife and I was like no um, and they said, oh, we're like rung and we've left notes in, our, in your notes to say we've rung her and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, I haven't heard from her. And then gave birth on a Sunday and things. And then the next day on the Monday she texted, oh, sorry um, that I didn't come up. I wasn't, had a bit of a cold, so didn't think you'd want it. And I remember thinking like, it's probably, you know, I'd take the cold. I'd fully take the cold yeah. <laughs> over having to go with what I was going through. But anyway, so, yeah, um, yeah just never heard really from her yeah, that's, again that seems really, bizarre. really odd yeah and yeah. really like oh yeah it was it was quite gutting um yeah. you know didn't expect to come around and cook me dinner but even just like a, are you okay kind yeah. of text um yeah. yeah so I just sort of battled through I mean oh, we we live quite busy lives and I couldn't really stop and mm-hmm. you know and then obviously having the one-year-old running around just busy so it just sort of yeah yeah and I mean the amount of flowers and like <laughs> messages and gifts and things we got like completely overwhelming like you actually don't know you know um how loved and supported you are until you're in a situation like this and it was it was incredible like it was yeah. wow yeah yeah and did you um speak to a professional or see any sort of professional help at that time so um they say the report will take quite a long time and yeah. I was expecting it to take that amount of time. Um, and then one day I got this text from the midwife saying, oh, can we talk? And I was thinking, oh, like maybe she wants to talk about, <laughs> you know, but uh, no, it was, oh, I've got your report. And this was like a Sunday afternoon, just completely caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and she said, oh, I've, um, yeah. So it's come back and sort of read through it and wasn't really anything in, like conclusive, said a, a, a a marginal placenta hemorrhage I think it was mm-hmm. so pretty much you know don't know and I was like, oh okay like thanks um and yeah she she had she'd said to me I'll email it to her so I said okay that's cool um she said text me when you've got it so I text and I said oh yeah thank you like got it and she's like oh, okay yay happy reading and I was like oh really like the happiest reading I'm gonna do oh my um, gosh so anyway, I had that and then I was waiting because I was waiting. I expected the hospital to follow up with me or anything mm. and I didn't hear. And then um, there's like a perinatal midwife who's also amazing at Waikato, um, Tracy. Uh, so I was waiting to sort of hear from her or anything. And anyway, I got in contact with her and I said, hey, like I've got this 
report um but and I read on it that it didn't have some you know like the test the x-rays were done on her and I said oh like should that have been included and stuff it says that they weren't done and so anyway she followed up and then she said oh like do you want to come in and see you know the doctor and I was like oh well like oh I may as well come in so anyway went in then so this was probably a couple of months later and um they said again oh like do you want to speak with someone and I thought oh I'm like, you know, I think I'm doing really well, um, mm. but why not? So, yes, we did end up going to speak with um, a lovely lady at True Colors a couple of times. Yeah. And I think the best thing out of that wasn't really for me, but it was for my husband to mm. understand, you know, like I couldn't be at home, you know, when you're at home with a toddler or, you know, baby um, and you could be having a good day, but then something triggers it and you just sort of get your, your mind in a bit of a funk and you sort yeah. of come in and be like, oh, like what's wrong, you know, just – the way they word things and it kind of taught him like how to deal with that situation rather than being like oh what's your problem (laughs) it was more like oh like you know are you okay you know so it was about changing his wording and getting a bit bit of a different understanding for him so that was really cool so um yeah really grateful to obviously use that service um yeah no um very well supported I guess yeah in those in a couple of weeks yeah 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 thank you for sharing that um okay. and I know that you've got uh, a beautiful another beautiful baby boy now so do you want to talk us through um I guess were you trying to fall pregnant again and how how long after uh Violet's pregnancy was that well uh, to sort of finish off her one to to roll into this one yeah yeah um we thought okay like this has happened we still want our small gap let's just when we feel ready start trying again yeah anyway I kept bleeding and with Miller I like finished up maybe like two weeks it was great with um with Violet I was like oh I'm still bleeding still bleeding like this is weird um and then at three weeks I was in a bit of pain and I went around to the girls and said oh can you have a quick look and stuff this on the Friday and they said oh like there's nothing there and I thought oh, okay like that's random and I was working on the Sunday so I remember working on the Sunday and we had like a fill-in doctor and it's just like me and the doctor and I was like sitting there and I didn't know this guy at all <laughs> and he obviously knew nothing about me or like my story and I was sitting there and I was like man I'm in so much pain um like so much pain and I can handle quite a bit I think and I was thinking like oh I'm just feeling awful but I was the only one on and it's like a busy department and so I um and then then I had to go to ED so I went around there sort of told them the nurses were great got me in said you know you'll be checked out you'll be referred to gynae um obviously because I was under under gynae because I was under 20 weeks yeah. uh you'll be seen cool as and so I was expecting that and anyway a doctor walked in said oh I'll have a um I'll just have another scan just to you know have a look then I don't think they're trained in like ultrasound much. Anyway, I had a look. Oh, no, it's just your body going back to normal. You're totally fine. Like, off you go. So I was like, oh, okay. That's weird. So that was at three weeks. So I carried on bleeding, 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 got to the point of like, okay, I don't need any more of a reminder that I've lost my baby. Um, yeah. This is horrible, like getting sick of wearing pads. Got to six weeks and so I went to the GP and I like tactfully booked with with a male GP which I quite like because I knew I'd go in there and tell him like hey I want this bleeding to stop can you give me something and he you know would be more on board I just sort of felt like a female might be like oh you know it's just your body getting back to normal so I knew my doctor you know would be sweet so I went in there and he's like oh here's some pills um but how about we just have another ultrasound before you know you start taking them and I was like oh but I've had two like looks you know surely 
and I thought okay well I I will so then again like same day popped to see the girls um this is like a Friday like 4:45, having the scan and a different sonographer did it and she was like there's retained products in here and I was like I knew it I knew I would have them um so I yeah so then obviously I knew that it happened and um got the consultant he was like yep there's all of this stuff in here and did the report straight away so on the Monday I ended up ringing um, the guiding department and I was like I needed an appointment because I know I'm going to have to have surgery to get all the stuff out mm. um, and so that really sucked uh, because that also again um, I had rung the GP on the Friday and I got the nurse and I said hey I've just had my scan I'm going to need a referral up to the hospital and she's like oh but you know there's no scan here I was like I know I'm literally just had it like I'm mm. just telling you can you you know get um, the doctor to send the referral anyway so apparently she had gone contact with him and on the Monday I had rung and I'd said, Hey, like, can you, um, Oh no, I hadn't heard anything. So then I rang and made my own appointment and I only had one for the Thursday and I was like, okay, well that's fine. And then I managed to see the doctor that discharged me, one of the house officers that discharged me, um, after I had her and I said, Hey, like, um, I think I've got retained products. And she was like, Oh, you're going to need surgery. I'll see if I can, um, you know, chat with the boss and mm. get you in earlier. But then she was supposed to ring and then she didn't. And then um, so she just said, just come to your appointment on Thursday. This was probably um, Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah. And so just come to your appointment on Thursday. And then anyway, I woke up on the Thursday morning and I was just like losing so much blood and my body was just trying to pass like obviously all these clots and I remember mm-hmm. being ready for work and trying to take my one-year-old to daycare and I was thinking like oh man I hope I don't like leak out and um so and then I got back in the car and I rang my husband and said you've got to like take me up to ED so he took me up there and yeah ended up having things but it was really gutting like I had the best experience with the birth um and, yeah. and then just felt so let down yeah. after that I got in there and then the ED nurses were like lovely and they were like oh we'll contact Sky and they're like oh we're too busy tell her to go home um <laughs> this way and I was thinking like I'm passing so much blood like I don't feel mm. safe coming home um, and then anyway, like got seen, stayed in overnight. Um, and then the next, they're like, oh, you'll be first on the list in the morning. Uh, that came around. So I'd starved myself from like six o'clock that night. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, just want it, just want it over, you know? Um, and then got up there, had, uh, oh, I was waiting, waiting, still nothing. Like got to lunchtime and I was like, man, I'm so hungry. Um, and still nothing. And I'll just, I was so worked up at this point. And then um, I'm, one of the attendants came to get me, and I think I cried, like, the whole way to theatre. Mm. So it was probably, like, 2 o'clock, and I got up there, and they put me next to – oh, they said that I was going to be first on the list to, like, avoid, um, you know, any C-sections and stuff. But anyway, got up there. I was put next to someone going in for the C-section mm. to have their baby, and I was just like, oh, this is so awful. So the anesthetists were lovely. They chucked me straight in the anesthetic base so I didn't have to sit next to someone and, like, pre-op, you know. And I didn't want to drag them down. Obviously, they didn't know yeah, what yeah. there, but for me yeah. to listen about how excited they were to meet their baby and mm. stuff. So, yeah, so that was a bit gutting. And then afterwards, I got, like, a, um, an, a letter on my GP app saying, hey, you know, you failed to turn up to ED, so, you know, black mark. And I was like, so I rang the GP and I said, how come this has come through? And mm. he was like, oh, did the nurse not send the referral 
uh, did you did the nurse not ring you to go to ED straight away on the Monday? And I was like, nope. <sighs> that was gutting. You know, I had six weeks of bleeding and slightly gutting because at three weeks could have been dealt with when I went yeah. to ED and stuff. So, yeah. So, again, one of those things, trust your instincts. Like, yeah. I just knew things weren't right and just speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, now getting on to the next <laughs> uh, So, again, we were like, oh, we'll just start trying and things. I said, I had this bit of a belief in my head um, that I didn't think I would get pregnant until after her due date. I sort of now, like at the time or at the time, I sort of, I sort of put a couple of things together. And I think, was she like never destined for this earth? Like I just had this feeling that that was not her life path, that Mm -hmm. she was here to teach us a lesson, uh, you know, maybe slow down or just be like, you know, like gratefulness or, and things like that. And I just sort of feel like, being on earth was never got, never in her plan. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, and I, then obviously I thought I'm probably not going to get pregnant until after she was due. And it, and it was like that. We just sort of kept trying and, and things. And it was really, um, it sort of put me on the other side of people that sort of struggle mm-hmm. to, you know, to conceive. Cause here I was like, boom, 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 being like, you know, and I thought, Oh sweet. Like once the retained products are out, I'll be able to try maybe like, you know, a month and then, you know, we'll get pregnant. Mm. And, and I didn't. And it was like, oh, and it, yeah, it was like a weird feeling. And it's um, really like, you know, made me so appreciative of how lucky I was to have, um, you know, good fertility um, at the start. So, yeah, so we um, got pregnant in New Year's um, and then I was starting at a new gym and then – yeah, and then we had to like all these body scans, and I was like, oh, man. Um, and, yeah, and then I had found out the week before I was uh, – I found out the week before, and I was like, oh, how am I going to tell my husband? Like, I, just, I wanted to hold off a bit and like, make it exciting. And then it got to, like, our good friend's wedding, um, and I – like, I would have literally been four weeks now in hindsight. And um, we were planning on having a big night and things, you know, letting our hair down. And I got excited and I told him, but I was kind of curious, like, oh man, I wish you'd like saved it and, you know, not told me then because we couldn't exactly be like, oh, cool. Well, we could have, but, you know, obviously it was so early on yeah, and we yeah. just wanted to keep it. So yeah, um, yeah, got pregnant with Madden, yeah. baby number two, three. <laughs> it's, it's honestly so hard when you have yeah. a boss, how to talk about it. That's yeah. also one thing that's, yeah, I found real difficult, like, you know, I really pick and choose now, like yeah. who sort of go into the stories with, because I'm like, oh, yeah. most people just see Madden as my second son. Yeah. But like deep down, you know, it's like your third. But then, yeah. in reality, you've only got two on earth. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we got pregnant with Madden, our second son. Yeah. And how were you feeling um, in this pregnancy? Was it any different to your others? And how was your first trimester this time? Um, so first trimester for him was in between both, uh, like of the, um, of the other pregnancies. So it was a bit like, oh, I initially was like boy, but then I sort of did get a bit like, oh, it's slightly different, you know, maybe. Um, but then I was always like, if it comes out a boy, like I I knew all along. (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, so yeah, again, like a little bit of dry reaching in the mornings, again, really really lucky uh but then I don't know we just kind of thought how about we just keep this to ourselves till Mm. we felt feel comfortable um obviously um saying anything so I think I got to about um 10 10 weeks and I work in um 
you know, in radiology. And I had said to um, the uh, my bosses at the end of the year before and said, oh, well, like, I'm not pregnant, so I can, you know, start doing, you know, theatre and things. And so it sort of got to them and they said, oh, hey, like, are you going to start doing theatre again? Um, and then so I sort of had to tell them. So they sort of knew it 10 weeks uh, and that was quite nice. And then obviously um, – Yes, I sort of, you know, they didn't make me go to theatre and things, which was really cool. And then uh, lockdown, uh, COVID happened with, like, Mm. lockdown. And I fortunately had annual leave anyway um, during this time because husband was supposed to have knee surgery again. So, um, and it was around Easter, and I thought, oh, cool, like, I'll just take a couple of weeks off. So I already had this annual leave. Um, And then obviously with the whole, like, unknown with, you know, pregnant people. Yeah. Like, I work, you know, I'm going to be X-raying them. And I just... You know, I was like, oh, I don't know if I feel overly comfortable with it. Um, and just obviously I just wanted to get through, just wanted to make it to the mm. end and be done. Um, so it sort of got to the point and then I had my annual leave and I sort of was like, oh, like I want to, they sort of said, oh, like, do you want to stay on it? And I said, yeah. So I was very, very fortunate to stay on that. So I must have gone back to work in level three um, and by then we still hadn't told anyone. Um, and I remember leaving work one day and I came home and I was like, oh man, you know, I can start the day and you can't tell I'm pregnant. But by the end of the day, I'm like feeling <laughs> things. So we thought we should probably tell the family. So we told them at like 18 and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, so, and oh, amazing. Go so quickly, like highly yeah. recommend, you know, no one's asking you questions like all the time. <laughs> and I just really yeah. wanted to get over, really wanted to get over like that, that 18 week mark um so when we told them we didn't actually say when we were due uh we just said we'll tell you in a couple of weeks and um yeah so then they obviously knew we were pregnant but we didn't say anything and then we had our 20 week scan everything was looking good again I had one I was able to have like an early um anatomy scan at about 18 weeks but because of lockdown um husband couldn't come in and things and then it was a bit tricky with um the little fella at home and stuff and we hadn't opened up our bubbles to anyone so I had um I just said I'll just give me a quick look over check there's nothing major and then we'll have the proper anatomy at the 20 20 I think I had it about 21 weeks just so that you know could come along and stuff so that was cool so I opted for that it was nice like I didn't have to be under the obstetric care uh but I just sort of opted for it and then it kind of got to a point of like oh you know you can stay or you know you can go and I was like well there's women out there that really need this help and support and Mm -hmm. I don't you know I'm I'm doing okay um so yeah I had um those that scan and yeah he came along to that and I yeah I had a few more um, I think I had another one. I can't quite remember exactly the dates, but I had a few more than normal. And then obviously yeah. like on my extra little ones that I can have in between that. So uh, that was, um, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And did you have much of a birth plan this time? Um, I don't, I think actually we were thinking, oh, like maybe we would potentially go to a birth center. Um, but then part of me was like, I just want it here safely. Mm. So maybe we should go to the hospital. Uh, and then about 28 weeks, I started getting itchy. Um, and I said to my midwife, my third midwife, this one, love this one. She's amazing. <laughs> and um, I sort of said to her, oh, like I'm feeling really itchy. Um, 
and she was like, oh, how long have you been feeling that for? And I was like, oh, probably a couple of weeks. Um, but I was like, I'm happy to monitor it because I knew, like, obviously on round one, I got tested early. It came back negative. And mm. so I said, oh, I'm happy just to monitor it. So I kind of, like, battled it out and stuff. And then a couple of weeks later, I had this, like, pain in my chest. And um, I'd, I'd messaged her and I said, oh, like, I've got this sharp pain. Should I be worried about it? And um, she was like, oh, she was up at the hospital at the time and messaging me and then went back to talking about my itch and I was like oh like what about this pain in my chest <laughs> like should I get it checked out and um she was like oh like come up the next day like I've put a referral or something up there for mm-hmm. you so anyway so I popped up there and I sort of said oh you know I'm getting itchy but not overly worried about that more concerned about my chest and um then they sort of was like oh okay like let's dig a bit deeper and then did a few tests and things and it turns out that I had a bit of air around my heart, which was quite a random thing. Um, but then they're like, oh, they had tested, obviously, for the cholestasis again. And then I, um, they, t- they sort of give you an appointment about seven to ten days later. So I'd, I'd had an appointment with, with this doctor. And I walked in and she was like, oh, how are you feeling? And I was like, oh, um, oh and then you have your scan, like, pre before that. And, um, and I said, oh, yeah, no, like, um, I'm still, like, quite itchy and, you know, rowdy rowdy. And she said, oh, what are you even here for? Like, I thought you're only here because you like, it says the baby's big. And I was like, oh, well, no, because I was coming to get my cholestasis results. And she's like, oh, oh well, I better go, like, check the results. So I was like, okay, off to a good start. Um, and so she came back and was like, oh, well, like, they're negative and things and what's your symptoms? And I said, oh, like, I'm, you know, itchy hands, feet, itchy all over. And she's like, oh, well, it doesn't sound textbook. And we're just very rude and things. And I was mm. like, oh, well, like, I know. I know I've got it. But anyway, I said to her, well, they I, they started me on the pills. Do you want me to stop or, you know, carry on taking them or should I stop them? Um, and she said, oh, well, you may as well stop them and, you know, get tested again. I think I lasted about 10 days. And I got to the point of, like, I just can't take any more. Mm. So I got retested uh, and then I just literally started taking the pills again. So, and, um, yeah, then, then I get a phone call, um, that next week and completely different tone. Oh, well, you know your body, don't you? And I was like, yep, I do. And she's like, oh yeah, it's come back. And I was like, oh, I knew it would have. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty funny. So yeah. So then obviously I was back into the hospital system, um, with polystasis with this little fella too well not so little fella (laughs) yeah and so do you want to take us through um I guess the start of your labor this time were you induced or did it happen spontaneously and how far along were you oh I wish I was spontaneous (laughs) um I had a I had a scan oh I had a a hospital appointment about 37 and 5 and I they did a they did a scan and the um sonographer was like oh estimated about nine pounds and I was looking and I was like there's no way this baby's nine pounds like I've literally put on about nine kgs um I was like maybe slightly bigger than Miller but no way nine pounds um and then anyway so met with the doctor she was like oh you know when do you want to be induced and things and I was like well you know she said I will pass history and this baby's big apparently so you know you can (laughs) we'll get you in and things so we had booked that for the Sunday and again, we hadn't told anyone um, that we had it. Mm. Uh, had cholestasis, so no one sort of knew we were going to be induced. Um, and then on the Sunday, we sort of had made arrangements of like, oh, mum, like, do you want to have Miller on Sunday night? And then we'd ask the mother-in-law to have him <laughs> during the day in the afternoon. Oh, we'll drop him after a sleep because we were due in at one o'clock. So it all worked out perfectly and no one knew. And then it got to the day and um, my sister was having a 
as having another baby and she had popped over that morning and wanted to borrow those like little milestone, you know, 12 weeks. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, she was like, oh, you just hold on to the other ones. Um, And then when you're finished with them, I was like, oh, well, you can just take them all if you want. And she's like, oh. And I just kept smiling at her and she was like, oh, like what? And then so then I told her, I was like, oh, well, I'm actually like going to have my baby today. Um, so that was quite cool. That was like a, you know, another sort of surprise thing. And then we told, um, like I told my parents on the way to dropping the son off. And yeah, so that was quite cool when we, you know, popped up there and, you know, went up there and thought, oh, like going to have the baby today, you know, things happen quick as last time. <laughs> and they say second time baby, super quick. And I got up there and had a check and the, um, the midwife on the ward was like kind of pushing me to sort of do this, that, um, study thing and I was like oh well I don't really want the balloon catheter I don't really want to come home just want to like have my baby mm-hmm. and um so she's like oh well, how about we just check you and see how far along you know if, if we need what we need to do so she checked and she said oh you're already like ready to roll so we don't even need to induce you just need to wait for a delivery suite and a midwife and can pop your waters and I'm like okay cool this sounds like super quick you know uh but it turns out there was like four other ladies on the ward um, waiting in front of me and yeah so the doctor came later on that day and said hey like um, you can go home if you want and we can call you back or whatever or you can stay like totally up to you and I said well if I stay will you wake me up in the middle of the night and just you know get me through I'm happy to go whenever and they said oh yep yep um, and like again uh, waited waited nothing happened so the next morning I'm like up showered dress ready to go eight o'clock like gonna have my baby today um a couple of ladies had been through and stuff but still no midwife or um available delivery suite so yeah then my midwife came up and it was really hard because being self-employed we had some like women bank documents to sign and something else to sign and and my husband's work email went down like on the friday night and this was monday and he hasn't been able to get any emails and I'm sitting up there being like, I'm actually loving just having this break, but also feel really bad, need to be there for my family. So I sort of, it got a little bit tricky. Um, and my midwife came up and we we're just having a chat and she went in to visit another one of her ladies. And I sort of, I don't know, I just emotion overcame me. And I just thought, well, you know, and started getting upset and she walked back in and she was like, what's like, what's wrong? And I sort of said, Hey, like, um, I, you know, you just have these things with an induction. You kind of think, okay, well, I'm going to have my baby. But mm-hmm. I also sort of had in my mind, like, I was coming to have my baby. I wanted to leave with my baby because last time I came in to be induced, obviously didn't leave with my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she so she very, very kindly said, hey, like, come back tonight and I'll pop your waters and we'll just get it done. So she said, go home, go do what you need to do and come back. So managed to do that, went back at five um she popped the waters about five and said said like go for a walk and things and um there's lots of stairs and so I thought I'll be smart and climb some stairs and turns out if you're really unfit not a good idea do not (laughs) recommend taking the stairs so we walked right to the top um and down and that was fine and then once I got down I was like oh my legs are like jelly and in so much pain and um so then she'd start the drip about 7.30 because nothing had happened. So the stairs were a waste of time anyway. And um, then from there, yeah, just kept laboring. But I'd sort of got a bit claustrophobic feeling because um, you can, you know, you're attached to the mo- like the machines. So you get about a meter to move. But I couldn't 
sit or lie down because I was I get too uncomfortable so I sort of was on my feet but then my legs were like jelly oh man I was in this real pickle um so that was like pretty funny now thinking about it but not at the time (laughs) it was was awful um and then I think about uh, just after 11 um I mentioned about the birth photographer and, and 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 said oh well, I better, better just check you to see how you're going. And at this, um, in, in between, she'd popped a, an electrode thingy on his head and um, so they could, you know, monitor him a bit more, bit better and things and I was sort of having irregular contractions and stuff. Like things weren't going great, so they sort of had dropped the dose of the, what do they, whatever they give you. Um, and then I, so just after 11, oh, I better just quickly call Cass. So she called Cass and um she popped up and was there probably about 20 past 11 and I was thinking like okay this is all right and then um when she checked me about 20 to 11 she said oh you're five centimeters dilated so I think you get into your head like oh I'm only five centimeters I've got ages to go um and yeah but then I sort of so yeah obviously when it got to you know half past 11 I was like oh well I'm probably under that six or seven like surely you know and I was like oh I feel like I'm gonna push like want to push and she's mm-hmm. like just you know go for it and then anyway my little um delight popped out mm-hmm. at eight minutes past midnight at 38 and three days I think he was yeah yes <laughs> so he was here safe which was great and yeah. I remember like him popping out and I said to my husband, "Oh, what do we have?" And he was like, "Oh, it's a boy." I was like, "Okay." Like, I just, I just knew. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like cool having a surprise, but because like, I already knew, it was like, oh, yeah, no. So he arrived safely. Um, yeah, September. Yeah, cool, awesome. And so, did they pop him up onto your chest? And how long did you spend in the hospital? Yeah, so uh, they popped him up on me, um, and yeah, had a feed and things I think and then um they oh yeah my midwife had to go to another birth um in the hospital so that was totally cool I told her to go like I was sweet um and then I had to have another midwife stitch me up and again oh I was just so nervous and I had but they said I'll suck on the gas like a lot and I remember just like sucking on it so hard and I remember and I completely like I've never sucked on the gas like this before and I just wow it was it was such a cool feeling I was totally out of it um but again like I could kind of feel these stitches so I just had to suck really really hard um and then it felt like she was sewing me like from front to back but apparently it was only about six stitches or something um yeah so we had like a little bit of time and then I had to get like a few different opinions um, as to what grade tearing I had. I think in the end it was like second degree or something. Um, yeah, and so they weren't really sure. So I sort of was like lying there with my legs spread, um, enjoying a Moro bar. And um, yeah, so I sort of had him on him, but I just really wanted to know how much he weighed. Uh, mm. So finally, like that all was done and they weighed him and he was nine pounds seven. <laughs> Wow, so, good boy. Yeah, a, nice, a nice solid baby for being a couple of weeks early. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, cool. And how did you find going home with him and adjusting to life um, with your newborn and, and your um, other son at home? So how did you find that? Um, we popped home. Uh, oh, so we went to the birth centre from there. It took hours, it felt like, forever to get discharged. So we popped out. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so I went to the birth center, managed to again get like sort of the two and a half nights. And I sort of spent, my husband stayed that first sort of morning night bit. And then I had the next two nights by myself and it, oh, it was just great. It was just bliss. Um, and then we came home and um, yeah, the now two-year-old um, was always like a placid, easy-going little fella. Decided to, you know, just push boundaries as they do, you know, change in the environment, <laughs> uh, you know, um, bring this baby home. Like he was, he didn't really care about him too much to begin with. Like he was nice to him and stuff, but wasn't, you know, how some some babies are just really like, oh, you know, all those little, <laughs> little little siblings. But he didn't really care as I was feeding. He'd be standing there like pulling dirt out of the pot plants. And, <laughs> Just pushing, you know, pushing every single button. Um, so that like was quite tricky, and he was like a little bit sick. He hadn't been sick like all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like uh, I had to try keep him well because at about when I was about thirty four weeks or so, we had had his tonsils and adenoids out, so I slept on the blow and pull out um thing and yeah so he like he'd been fine for that and then yeah literally as I brought this new baby home he was like sick and Mm -hmm. that wasn't um too fun but we sort of just tried to keep his life you know quite normal he still went to daycare and that was really hard like I remember um dropping him off um and he was like really upset oh yeah so I gave birth on a Tuesday that was a Friday so I took him to daycare and stuff and he was so so upset and Mm -hmm. um I was meant to have a friend, uh, a couple of friends come over and I cancelled that night before. I was like, I'm just not in it, you know, like I'm just so shattered and stuff and then went and dropped him off and things. And I remember messaging a friend like as I got back in the car and I was just like, oh, like, you know, this is awful. And, oh, yeah. And then so I drove, I drove in my drive and she'd like come and she'd drop me off breakfast and things. I had a big cry to her on, you know, so it was just so nice. Like just unexpected that she was there but just you know perfect timing and the midwife was due and you know I was like I had to like sort of you know leave him at daycare and he was so upset and so that was really hard but it got better um and yeah I think it took probably like good eight nine weeks to be like yeah okay this is our our new normal Mm -hmm. um and it was really hard because I had quite a tough time with recovery second time around um the parent stitches were fine but just stung so bad like it was just so much pain um I was like give me a c-section next time I don't know why but I was just you know it's just it was the most intense pain for like two three weeks um and then that finally came right um so that was really hard too because you you know got this new baby got two-year-old and then I'm also like trying to do admin and stuff with my husband and, you know, like try to keep the house relatively tidy and I'm really bad at like accepting help and stuff. Um, So, yeah, I've learned that kind of the hard way. So that recovery was so much harder um, time round. Yeah. Yeah, Not, not great. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds tough. Um, And is there anything else that you want to share about this birth or postpartum period or about any of your um, other stories before we close up? Yes, I do. A couple of things. Um, So obviously I was fortunate enough to be gifted your hypnobirthing (laughs) um, course um, before. And I, yeah, I was meant to say during my birth with Madden, um, I really like, smashed out the breathing like it was just so good to have mm-hmm. um you know to I just kept counting and things like that and just really trying to focus and then a couple of like days before I gave birth I'd read this thing about focusing on the time in between the contractions yeah. rather than being like oh no a contraction's coming it's going to be so painful just focus on like 
the other side, like, mm. oh, you actually get rest. And I said, and I, I think it sort of said something about, um, you know, like it's only a short period and it's yeah. so true. Like it is actually only a short, intense, painful period, mm. but it does go. And I just sort of had that in my mind and I just was telling myself, focus on the in-between, focus on the in-between. And then I had your breathing and it just was like, great. I battled, you know, I, I didn't have any pain relief except for a bit of gas mm. um yeah and that was cool um so that was really cool yeah and um I guess like one thing like I probably do want to say is you know um with dealing with loss is mm. really like trust your instinct trust your gut like your mama instinct um and yeah uh, talk talking really helps. Um, yeah. I've had quite a few people. Like I've always been really open about it. Yeah. Um, you can't hide away from it, especially at that gestation. You know, we're told people we're having this baby at like twelve weeks, and yeah. So that was um, that. Yeah. Just I like to talk, and I think it's healed. Been it's been quite healing. Um, and I'm always available if anyone ever wants to message me. Um, I'm always available to chat. Like I've chatted with a couple of ladies that have messaged me and things um and like you you do get through it like you at at the time it seems that you know like how are you going to get through but you do get through um and there is you know light at the end of the tunnel yeah and you know if you like sort of think about it in different lights of you know maybe this baby was never meant to be and things like and and don't blame yourself like there's nothing you know I came home from that dinner and I thought oh like did I eat something and I was like, oh, I must have eaten. I had, um, it was like a really nice place in town. And I had um, some like, you know, sort of rare beef. And I was like, oh, you know, I was sitting there with all these doctors. And I remember this, um, this doctor saying to me like, oh, you know, back in, you know, when I was having babies, there was no, none of these rules and all that kind of stuff. And it yeah. kind of gave me like, oh, this is like totally cool to eat. And I was never, I'm like never been to, like I don't really eat sushi anyway or, yeah. you know, stuff. And um, so I was like, okay, like I'll be totally fine. And I thought, oh, like, oh no, like I shouldn't have eaten it. And that's, that's what it was. And, um, yes, but again, it wasn't obviously, yeah, um, just not, yeah, not her, her path, um, to be, to join us down on earth. But yeah, just, I guess the instinct thing is, yeah, if you feel it strong, just, just go with it and, you know, don't, don't feel afraid to message your midwife or, anything but yeah I'm I'm so I'm so lucky to have my two boys that I've got now and you know she's always going to be a special part of us um but just yeah yeah it's just just one of those things just a little bump in the road of you know our journeys and things but yeah we get through you do you know there's always another day yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast Sophie and sharing your stories I just I just think that you are so brave and um, I am really so grateful that you've, you've shared all of your different experiences with us on the podcast, because I know for 100% sure that um, even just one person being helped by hearing you talk about your story is absolutely worth it. So yeah, I'm just super grateful. Thank you. Oh, no worries at all. Um, Actually, that's why I did want to share my stories um, because if like I can, I love helping and yeah. if someone takes like, you know, one little piece out of this or if, if they make it to the end, I love to share. <laughs> I've just looked at how long it's been on and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're probably wanting to wrap me up. No but, way. Like um, if you take one, you know, if someone takes one thing out of um, this, whether it's a loss or through the pregnancies, but like I said, I am always available to chat on um, yeah. social media and things. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'm oh, sorry so it took welcome. me so long to, <laughs> to <lock laughs> don't down. be. No, you were awesome. Cool. Thank you, Sophie. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.